Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host, and partner in all things crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie, how's it going? Hello, it's going good. Well, glad glad to hear it. Yeah, glad to hear it. Are you are you ready? Is your cooking done? Uh no, because <laughs> all right. Listen, this is going to be some redneck bullshit right here, but... Uh-oh. Well, we are... Maybe not. I think so. This is just the life of I, an artist, maybe. I don't know. I don't really see myself as an artist, but I, I'm trying to re uh, redefine that. Definitely I also don't see myself as an author, and I published a few books. So, you know, I just... Uh, <laughs> you should probably start seeing yourself that way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who I am, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but we thought it would be really cool to slump some glass... Mm -hmm. To make some bowls to bring our Thanksgiving in, our, our, oh, yeah. you know. So we got all set up. I learned how to cut glass today, which was very exciting, mm -hmm. cool, and terrifying. So you score it, you, 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 with the little knife thing, you cut all the way around it, and then you use these little plier nipper things to just put pressure on it and it snaps. Oh, nice. <laughs> My husband said, That's pretty sweet. You have to put gloves on because you're going to cut your hand off because you flinch so hard every time the glass snaps. It's terrifying. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, I did not get cut then. I got cut cleaning up, but we both got <laughs> cut today. So I, I'm, I'm afraid yeah. that's the way of it. But at any rate, Probably. the only breaker in this house, that the only 220 that is uh, carries enough load to run the kiln is the kitchen stove. So it has oh. to share with the kiln. So mm -hmm. because running the kiln is a really long process, um, the, you know, I haven't done any of my cooking because I haven't had a stove all day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's done now. Priorities. So uh, I just told How my exciting. girls, uh, if you guys want to eat dinner, you should make some. Uh, <laughs> so they're doing that. And then, yeah, we got to do some stuff. But. But at any rate, so I don't know how things went because we can't even open the kiln to sneak a peek for a few more hundred temperatures to drop. I think we're at like oh, 700 sure. right now. So you're not supposed to open the kiln till you're at 100. But I'm thinking I'll probably sneak a quick peek before that. But anyway, yeah, so it's exciting. It's really exciting. That is exciting. How fun. But I did finally, I did have a little success. Uh, I did make some little Christmas tree ornaments a few days ago. So I'll share. Oh, yeah couple of pictures of those but uh yeah so it's going good but i'm so excited to know to know how to cut glass that's a huge deal yeah that's so cool yeah so i'm i'm jealous except i really am liking watching this from afar because glass and heat sounds like me seriously injuring myself <laughs> <laughs> it's fun i'm very excited so uh these I'll share these little wreaths with you that I made, and they don't require any glass cutting. They just require uh, glass fusing and you know putting them together and putting them in the kiln. Mm -hmm. So with a with a oh, product called Frit. So yeah, oh, these like are it. my little wreaths. How cute! Those are perfect yeah. Christmas ornaments. Right. So they just need a ribbon, and they are good to go. And the blue ones, I really like the blue and white ones. Oh yeah. Yeah, the blue so, and silver and white theme is my favorite for mm -hmm. like holiday color scheme. Yeah, me too. That's really pretty. 
So anyway, it's coming along. So hopefully I will show up at Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow with some really cool bowls and platters that I made. Or I won't, and I'll be hanging my head in shame. Who knows? (laughs) It's all practice, right? Just turn it all into frit. I don't know. Maybe that's not possible. I have no idea. There's a peephole that you can peek through and see a little bit. And Scott looked through there earlier, and he went, the one bowl. I mean, it's art. It's fine. (laughs) I don't know what that meant. Oh, okay. Like, one of the bowls wasn't lined up quite right. It might be kind of cattywampus. I don't know. We'll find out. Well, but again, peeking through the peephole, it's, you don't know. But Yeah, it's a little hard to tell, I imagine. Well, that's exciting. It is pretty exciting. I can't wait. Thank you, Courtney. Happens. Courtney says she loves my hair. This is my well, who wouldn't? wild color. Uh-huh. Who knows what I'll do next? My hair person has quit doing hair, you guys. They did? Yes. Oh, no. They're taking a little sabbatical from doing hair. And I'm like, well, shit. Now what? Not it's good. getting long. I'm growing it out. I'm trying to grow it out, but it really, I need a cut. And I'm like, well, now what am I going to do? Yeah. You know? So well, I don't know. Go over to Mystic. I don't know what to do about that. They have girls over there that specialize in wild hair. You'll be all set. <laughs> well, good. Because I have, I do have kind of wild and a lot of hair, but that's, I had thought about that. That's a good idea. Well, yeah. I've not done my cooking either because I've been, I've been way down the true crime rabbit hole all afternoon. Oh, gosh, me too. Um, oh, hoy. Uh, But I'm going to make my huckleberry cheesecake. Mm-hmm. So, getting excited about that. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Cannot mm-hmm. wait. Welcome, everybody that is live with us tonight. This is our Wednesday Night Case Updates show. And so, of course, this is a live stream. If you're watching it live or it isn't, if you're watching it after the fact or listening on the podcast, you're welcome <laughs> to all of you. We are yeah. happy that you are here. Um, you know, we are we are gearing up for our first good-sized snowstorm, kind of blizzard. Like, it's, we're going to have some wind as well as some mm-hmm. snow. It's supposed to start tonight and then go for like 24 hours. So, it's just the right time for it. Boo. I'm, right. <laughs> mm, I'm not because I'm going to have kids driving home. Oh, that's true. True, true. Worries me a lot. Yeah. Tay said, all I heard was cheesecake, right? I have the huckleberries purchased from a local farmer's market because they're the Idaho, well, not Idaho, but Rocky Mountain huckleberries that grow above 5,000 feet. Mm -hmm. And so you can't really get them unless you go up there and pick them yourself or get older and less likely to do that. And then you just go buy them at a farmer's market here. But I'm super excited because that's a fave of ours. And Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to a fun weekend. I hope you all have something fun planned, whether you celebrate this weird, hard to hard to get your head around holiday um, or you don't. Uh, I hope you all do something fun. Or you just I go to the damn say, movies. I will say I went to the new Hunger Games movie last weekend and it is so good. And it is also straight up traumatizing. Like I was sick to my stomach the entire movie we went out to dinner for my son's birthday afterward and i was still sick to my stomach it is very timely for things that are happening in the world right now and i don't know if i've ever been so traumatized by a movie so just know that yeah but it was good i'm glad i saw it like it actually did a lot for me i i needed to see some reality i think of things that i've never seen myself in person um but the way that it's filmed and the way that it's handled whoa okay whoa 
So I do recommend it, but be aware. If you're a very sensitive person, you may find yourself fairly traumatized by it because it was really good. Yikes. I'm going to yeah. pass. You're going to pass. All right. I'm going to pass. Well, yeah. we did want to start the show uh, with sort of an update about our cousin, Paul Elam. We talked about him last week. He has now been missing for two weeks, missing from Brigham City, Utah. And unfortunately, um, Paul is still missing. And we have no updates from a week ago. And that is not for lack of the family and law enforcement trying. Um, there have been lots of searches, including we think now a helicopter search. Uh -huh. He's missing somewhere um, outside of Montpelier, Idaho, we think. That's the where the last place that his car pinged. Uh -huh. Was on the Montpelier Canyon Road. Yeah. Yes, between Idaho and Wyoming. Um, Paul is 6'2". Uh, he has a buzzed haircut and blue eyes. Um, he was last heard from on Wednesday, November 8th at 10 a.m. Uh, by his daughter. And then his car did ping. His um, anti-theft pinged a little bit later that day. But he is, in fact, still missing. Mm -hmm. So please, if you are ever in that area, he is driving a white Honda Accord. It's plate number G682MU. So if you happen to live in that area, please keep your eye out for white Honda Accords. If you see anything that you think might have something to do with Paul, please call the police immediately. Of course, family, um, we're all worried to death about Paul yeah. and about what's happened. And it's a terrible time, I think, for his immediate family, well, for all of his family to um, have him missing during the holidays. Yeah. And we just want to say that we love Paul and we love his family and we're the car has not been found. No, no. the car has not been found. Um, his phone has not pinged. His car has not pinged. So no. No. that's where we're at. We know the area he's in. Right. But it is so vast. There is no it cell is. service out there. There no. is just there. Even your GPS is probably not going to work out there. Yes. And, um, there is a reservoir, a few actually in that area. Yes. There are a million little offshoot roads up into the mountains. It is just a needle in a haystack. At this it's point. a very remote place because we come from a very remote place, unfortunately. Yeah. And so, yeah, your prayers are very much appreciated. If you happen to be in that area, keep an eye out for that white Honda, guys. Yep. Because his family would definitely love to know what's happened here. Mm. Yep. It's just gut-wrenching, and... It is. So we're both just kind of in contact with uh, our cousin and, well, all our cousins over there and our kids and stuff, but uh, it's it's such a hard... It's definitely an, a different thing to be on the other side of it, you know, because mm -hmm. we report on missing people all the time, yeah. but what a helpless situation. I They luckily, they've had a lot of support from law enforcement, from the BLM, they have. from Search and Rescue. Like, they've had a lot of help. Uh, as well as lots of family that are more than willing to get in the car and go search any area. But the conditions it's are just hard. hard. They are. And it's really hard at this point to know where to search mm -hmm. because the area all around where the car last pinged has been searched mm -hmm. with no. Yeah. But it doesn't mean anything because it is it so vast because, that it, it you yeah. could turn on one of those roads and drive on it for so many hours. And, and yeah. there's so many of them. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. I was really hoping that the helicopter search would be the ticket, but nothing. 
it doesn't sound like it has been so searching continues um and we'll continue to update you but for sure if you happen to be in that area keep an eye out and call the police if you see yeah. anything or if anyone that you know has seen anything yeah th that would be helpful we'd really appreciate it yeah and with that katie um we're, i'm gonna send the time over to you for an update in delphi because <sighs> holy could you guys when this gets crazy you're like it oh, can't get crazier than this yeah it can actually. So. Hold on to all your nuggets, girls, because this is going to yeah. get wild. Girls and boys, yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah, this is going to get something. Uh, is there water? Yeah, smiling. There's a few different reservoirs, and that's actually yeah. our biggest suspicion at this point. Yeah, we have wondered about adventures with purpose. Um, you guys have known we talk about adventures with purpose. They're out of Utah. Mm -hmm. The problem is um, that you have to have a location for them to look. Right you know, an approximate location at this point, we don't have that yet. No, no. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So as you know, there has been a huge dust up going on between Richard Allen's attorneys, now previous attorneys and judge goal. Uh, we also know that a lot of things were sealed uh, and not placed on the, uh, there, there, Delphi has a website where everything gets put so you can go find it. Idaho does that too with big cases so that yeah. the court doesn't spend a hundred percent of their time responding to requests to, uh, send out documents and filings. It's so appreciated. It's got, it's made it so much easier for the Idaho cases we're covering. I appreciate that Delphi is doing the same. But unfortunately, there's been some trouble with that. Things being filled that weren't supposed to be, things not being put on there, uh, things that have been there that were just suddenly removed without any reason behind it. And these things are the law. They're the law. Either they're public right. or they're not, but they can't just be pulled. It's just a problem. There's a big problem there. It's happened in Idaho several times also mm -hmm. in the Daybell case and the Koberger case, we've seen things show up and then disappear quickly. And then somebody, the news or somebody will have gotten hold of it even mm -hmm. when it wasn't supposed to be there. So it, yeah, yeah. it's a challenging thing, I think, it to is. keep track and of. And if we ever see a filing, man, from anything, we download it so damn fast. When Koberger was first, or first uh, arrested, when the arrest uh, affidavit hit the internet, we downloaded yes. the entire thing before we even read it because we figured it was going to disappear. It didn't, yeah. surprisingly, but it looked like... I know, I'm was, surprised it was like the one thing that didn't out of that right? whole case. Yeah, uh, but at any rate, so one thing that has now been re-added to the website is a letter that was written to Judge Goal that was written by an inmate quite a while ago expressing his big concerns for what's happening to Richard Allen in the Supermax prison, where she has completely right. ignored for what eight months now requests from his attorneys yeah. to remove him from there and then finally just like last week i think denied those requests when Without if you see any... any pictures of him in court he he looks like a cancer patient he looks mm -hmm. like he's dying it's it's yeah. horrible well, and she denied that request without any investigation at all, without a hearing, with nothing, because As usual. Judge Gold doesn't seem to think that the rules apply to her. It is very yeah. concerning. So we're going to get to it a really bunch is. of it, but I want to share the letter first. Now, do know this. This is Robert uh, Baston, and he is a serial rapist. He's not a good guy. 
And so we would never want to just, you know, take his word for nothing, you know. However, he didn't have any reason to write this letter, except for that he had real concern. Mm. And it doesn't matter whether he's a piece of shit, you know, rapist that uh, we don't want to believe or not. I mean, we can believe that. But the judge still has an opportunity. She still has to do her due diligence. And unfortunately, due diligence was not done. But I'm going to read you the letter to the best of my ability. His handwriting is not all that. But mm-hmm. this was a letter to the court. I, Robert P. Baston, an inmate at Westville's restrictive housing unit, was subpoenaed to appear in the above case number on Thursday, June 15th in the Carroll Circuit Court. Due to corruption and retaliation by Westville's restrictive housing unit staff and officers, I had to refuse to appear in the above-mentioned court hearing due to my safety and fear of my life. Because, see, they were trying to bring a case forward. They were trying to bring evidence forward that there's problems here. But uh, the judge didn't allow it anyway. I was housed in a cell just above Richard Allen's cell due to being a voice on how Richard Allen was being abused and mistreated by corrupt sergeants and officers and administrative staff and mental health professionals in Westville's restrictive housing unit. I was retaliated against and moved by orders of Warden John Gallapiece, Captain Gary Lewis, and restrictive housing unit manager, Mrs. Tracy Cornett. My personal property was left out in the hallway unsecured and Westville Restrictive Housing Unit general population workers and suicide companions were stealing my property. I recently received from the United States Department of Justice investigative report numbers, yada, yada, yada. The Indiana Governor's Office of Ombudsman Bureau has also mishandled complaints on the Indiana Department of Correction and the corruption going on in IDOC facilities. The Indiana Department of Corrections Office of Investigation and Intelligence is allowed to police itself and covers up excessive use of force and assaults on inmates by IDOC staff and officers. I have been corresponding with New York Times investigative reporter and her team at the Yale Law School that I have been sending documentation and evidence to, but due to the corruption, my legal mail has not made it to its destination. So until this court can protect me and other inmates at Westville's restrictive housing unit and report the excessive use of force, assaults, abuse, mistreatment, torture, and retaliation from corrupt Indiana Department of Corrections staff officers, I do not feel safe to testify. When a pattern can be shown of the above-mentioned issues by researching the named individuals mentioned in this court in the United States District Court, Northern District of Indiana, 7th Circuit, that clearly shows a pattern of excessive use of force, assaults, torture, abuse, mistreatment, and very poor mental health treatment. Again, I have witnessed Richard M. Allen being abused and mistreated by Westville's corrective facility, restrictive housing unit staff and officers that has affected his health and mental health. I, Robert P. Baston, ask this court to report this corruption to the proper authorities to investigate it. Respectfully submitted, blah, blah, blah. Um, again, yeah, you can believe it or not believe true. it, but the judge received that, sealed it, didn't allow it to go on the record, and did not 
investigate that. And that's what we're talking about. There is a lot of trouble here and corruption. Right, because it's not just his word. I mean, these things have already been stated by Richard Allen and his attorneys. Like, it's not just one guy's word. And it's, she's doing nothing. But he felt so intimidated and afraid for his safety that he said he could not testify about it. Yeah. That should have been investigated, but it was not. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that because I think it's pretty interesting. So one of the things happening is that the attorneys for the attorneys that were released, Baldwin and Rossi, wanted the transcript from the closed door meeting that the judge had with those attorneys in which they suddenly uh, removed themselves from the case because they wanted to prove that she basically strong-armed them, essentially blackmailed them into doing that. And she tried to refuse to release it and basically had to be ordered to release it by the court, by, by a higher court, and then asked for an extension to release it, basically drug her feet as far as she possibly could. She finally had to release the whole uh, transcript. And I'm going to put a link here so that you guys can go and read the whole thing if you want to. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you because it's 29 pages long. Yikes. But essentially what they said is entirely true. What they said is that she coerced them, told them that if they didn't remove themselves, that she was going to make things publicly very painful and embarrassing for them. What the hell, man? And so they both did. They wanted Richard Allen to be present for this conversation, and she said she wouldn't be comfortable with that. Uh, hold the phone. Mm -hmm. He has rights. Yeah. And these are his attorneys. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of this is just, oh. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to share a few things. Doing? Yeah, about their meeting. She told uh, Rosie and Baldwin, it pains me to say this, but the totality of these circumstances demonstrate gross negligence and incompetence on the part of the defense team. I am unsatisfied with your representation of Mr. Allen. I am gravely concerned about his rights to have competent, non-negligent representation. He currently doesn't have that right now because what you have demonstrated is negligence and incompetence. Uh, uh, presumably what she's talking about was the leak of the photographs. We'll get there. He currently doesn't have that right. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to say this in open court. I would encourage you to talk privately about what you wish to do. I don't want this coming out. It's not where we need to be with this case, but I will. I am finding gross incompetence and negligence with you. I mean, you got to prove it. You can't how say it. Works. You yeah. got to prove it. You have to prove it. You have there. There should have been due process for them. She would have right. had to have had a hearing. They would have well, had Richard Allen had the right to be there. Richard Allen be had a part the right of this conversation. There. They're his attorneys. My they God. had the right to have some time to prepare for a conversation like this. The other thing is that the photographs were leaked from Baldwin's office. Kind of. We'll we'll get there. Yeah. Rosie didn't have anything to do with it. Right. 
And Rosie tried to point that out and was like, hey, like not to distance myself from Mr. Baldwin, but this has nothing to do with me. Right. Why was Rosie found negligent? Well, he wasn't right. because that's not how this works. No, there needed to be an investigation and a hearing about this. Like, yeah, it's, it's just insane. She also said that uh, after the uh, after they announced they were recusing themselves from uh, Richard Allen, she said she was shocked and stunned. She had no idea that was going to happen. What a liar. Uh, goal, you forced that. What? Yeah, she's lying. It's very concerning. So the other thing that has happened is that the leaker has been arrested. Yes. Now, there were two people that were involved in that. One of the people that was involved in that actually killed himself. The other guy is Mitchell Thomas Westerman. So Westerman is a former friend slash uh, kind of colleague of uh, Baldwin. And on October 9th, he went to his office for a meeting. And while he was there, he noticed some pictures of evidence from the Delphi case laid out on a conference room table, took pictures of them with his phone, and then sent them on to someone else to uh, disseminate them. And of course, they were given to a podcaster, I think it was the murder sheet, who then went to the police and said, oh, uh, or to the court and went, oh, uh, these pictures are out here. Of course, they yeah. were nude photos of dead children. I mean, it's it's horrible. It's horrible. It's just the worst of the, I mean, him doing that was a terrible, terrible act that yeah. should never have happened. And but he now at what point was has that been arrested. Richard Allen's fault. Right. Or his attorney's fault for that matter. Right. So he's been arrested. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. I do think that's pretty interesting. So here we go. So here's where we are. So again, you can read that whole uh, transcript for yourself. Uh, prepare to just be completely disgusted at the amount of gaslighting, pressure, dishonesty, all of it. It sucks. So that's what's going on. Now, kind of what's going on. To add to the drama, Judge Goal has been hospitalized. <laughs> There was uh, a note that came out, I think, yesterday or the day before, saying that uh, she was hospitalized. She's suffered an urgent medical condition and is now working from home. I mean, how much work is she doing if she was sick enough to be hospitalized? Let's get mm -hmm. real here. So then, <laughs> can you believe there's more? It, Today, ugh. the Supreme Court responded to Rosie and Baldwin's attorneys. Yeah. And I'm not going to fully read it to you because it will make absolutely no sense to you at all. Uh, yeah, it's full of legalese, <laughs> I, I promise. But basically, they had petitioned for a writ of mandamus and prohibition seeking relief under the rules of procedure for the original actions basically what the court says is we don't have to allow more response to this but we're gonna basically the court said okay we're interested tell us more 
because they could have just dismissed it outright mm -hmm. and and didn't which i think yep uh says is a lot. very telling says a lot because they don't take up this is the indiana supreme court they don't they don't take up everything they can't no mm -mm. no so mm. what's going to happen now i think judge gold's going to be removed I absolutely do. Whether she finally decides to remove herself because, you know, she has showed her entire ass here yeah. or whether the courts do it for her. I do think she's going to be removed. How can we have a judge botching this case? Right. This is it's so unfair. Holy shit. It's so unfair to the whole process. It is so unfair to Abby and Libby's families. It uh -huh. is so unfair to Richard Allen. It is so unfair to Rosie and Baldwin and anybody else involved with this case. Justice is not being served here. No. I mean, Richard Allen is not convicted of anything. He is currently no. innocent. And this bullshit is going on. Mm -hmm. They'll never be able to convict him at this rate, even if he is the killer, which I am really questioning at yep. this point, if he is. Yep. yep. Uh, me too. Because why? Why is this all happening? Now, Rosie right. and Baldwin have received, you're right, Tay, they have gotten a lot of support. There have been, uh, you know, yes. additional friends to the court uh, letters uh, to help support, you know, the what's happened here. They even tried to come back on pro bono. And she refused yeah. them. Refused them. This and was she all... picked the other attorneys that she appointed, mm -hmm. which also is weird. Mm-hmm. Why would the judge get to pick? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just. No, and rumors are one of them is her bad. friend. Yeah. One of them is her, a friend on Facebook and a, and a in-person friend. Why is this happening? Excuse me. Yeah. So that's what's happening in Delphi. It's a big mouthful. I know. Um, and we're going to keep our eyes peeled on this case because this is precedent setting stuff. And well, and it's, I mean, there are so many grounds for appeals right now. It is unbelievable. Uh -huh. Not to mention just the human rights violations that are going on for yeah. him. Yeah. That is, oh yeah. my God. Very broken system happening broken in, system. in that community right now. Yeah, so much. So we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, I, honestly, I'm anticipating that we are going to be getting a new judge and they're pretty much going to have to be starting right over. Yep. Yeah. And, and I, that's exactly what should be happening because mm -hmm. now there are real questions, you know, the real questions about if the search warrant was even legal that mm -hmm. they used as, you know, their justification for home. arresting him. Yeah. JR says that the word voluminous has shown up in the Delphi filings. Oh my God. The virus is spreading. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> so that's what's up in Delphi. Wow. Okay, thank you for that. Uh -huh. Well, let's talk about what's up in Coburger. This is so interesting because I think this may have bearing on some other Idaho cases we follow very closely. So Brian Coburger, of course, is accused of uh, murdering the four Moscow, Idaho University students just a year ago. It was just last week was the one year anniversary. And there's been a big battle going on about cameras in the courtroom and press in the courtroom. Mm -hmm. And Judge Judge, in that case, has ruled. And this is a very, mm -hmm. we've never seen this ruling in Idaho before. So here's, I'm not going to read the whole thing because, oh my God, have we, you know, beleaguered the hell out of this. But here's the conclusion. 
For the reasons set forth above, audiovisual coverage of any proceedings in this case will be exclusively done by the court. Media and the public are not allowed to video, photograph, audio record, or otherwise transmit during the proceedings. Future public hearings in this case will be video recorded, and that live video stream will be available for the public and media to view at the court's YouTube channel. And it gives the address. The court reserves the right to amend or prohibit audiovisual coverage in the future if it is determined that videoing the proceedings is interfering in any way with the proper administration of justice. And in another place, it uses the same phrase that was used in another filing in another case. So it said that the court would be using its own equipment to video the proceedings. Uh -huh. So first of all yay we're going to get a camera in the courtroom for coburger mm -hmm. i know the press is not thrilled about this but i think it's i think mm -hmm. it's a compromise that is going to be a lot easier for a lot of people us mm -hmm. included because yeah. we're certainly not going to be able to go to moscow for this trial <laughs> uh, because it's like eight hours away from us mm -hmm. so but the the other thing is so you uh, Chad Daybell has a hearing coming up next week on my birthday as we know mm -hmm. and east idaho news had put in an application to be able to have a camera in the courtroom and live stream that hearing. Their application was denied, but the statement said, there was a statement in the denial that said, the court will be using its own equipment to live stream the hearing. And like in the one, in, in one place in this filing for Koberger and in that statement, it was the same language, almost word for word. And I thought, Oh, uh -huh. okay. Are we seeing a change in the Idaho court system happening to make live streaming of these uh, high profile cases possible, but with the court maintaining control of the camera, camera angles, all that stuff, what will be on camera and what will not be yeah. on camera. I suspect we will see only who is testifying and the judge and we will not uh -huh. see the defendant. You know, there was all that ridiculous uh -huh. bullshit around uh -huh. Koberger and that all of the shots taken of him were of his crotch, which was so uh -huh. bullshit. We went all well, over the internet. It didn't exist. We proved it. We proved it right we, here. Katie very brilliantly made our own meme in which, uh -huh. uh, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> the spyglass is my favorite part. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you needed was a magnifying glass to, you know, like, to be filming Coburger's crush. But anyway. What an argument so, to make. Like, what? Who says that? I can't believe that his attorney said that out loud. Especially because, please feel free to go and look. It's not true. There's nothing out there. There are mm -hmm. pictures of him that mm -hmm. include, you know, his entire body, if that's mm -hmm. what they're calling. I, I don't know. But anyway, I'm very curious to see, because we're going to be seeing a ruling on a very similar argument in Chad Daybell's case coming up, and we're going to probably see that argument next week, is the ruling going to be the same? And is this a change happening within the judicial system in Idaho? Mm -hmm. I'm really wondering because the languaging is very, mm -hmm. very similar. So we're thrilled because if that's true about Chad Daybell, it will be wonderful because we will live stream it, guys. And we won't have to go sit in those courtrooms for hours at a time, and you just don't even know. It will be so much better. Um, uh -huh. But very interesting things going on there. So that's what's happening in Coburger right now. Yeah. Big news there. There's other stuff, you know, filings of um, requests for discovery, lots of stuff getting sealed so we don't know what any of it is, all that 
BS is still going on, but this one is, um, is a big one. Yeah. Oh, Amy, what's up with Idaho murder murders and their storms? <laughs> <laughs> Which of course is a reference to Chad Daybell and what he named his little Vienna sausage. So <laughs> His gherkin. Yes. <laughs> Deanna, what crotch? <laughs> Magnifying last squint. Yes, that. Exactly. So I am, it's very interesting, but I think we may actually see that play mm -hmm. into other things because we also have the Major John Taylor case um, coming up. Although it appears that there may be an attempt at a, the mediation of a plea deal in the Major mm -hmm. John Taylor case. Uh, we see that only in the court filings. We don't know anything about yeah. what's actually happening other than uh, yeah. there is a filing that indicates that that might be the case. So maybe that one will not right. go to trial. Well, it um, is a filing for mediation. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that could be if they can come to an agreement. I don't know why they would come to an agreement. I really don't. I, I mean, there were witnesses. Really he admitted it. There is no question that he is the person that killed those four people. Why? And immediately they took the death penalty off the table for him. I you am know, disgusted I really with gross. Kellogg. I feel like they are dancing around doing everything they can to yeah. give Kaler the lightest sentence they can based on the fact that he claims that the guy he killed in his family is because he had exposed himself to his children. There's no He was never that. even charged for no. nor convicted of. So, yeah. But that community, yeah, can't I go feel like that. When when this happened, a lot of people on the internet were like, "Good, yeah, that's right." What he murdered to go nuts and murder four people? People, four people, horrifying. Because Absolutely one teenager horrifying. may have had his junk out in his own bedroom window. Yeah, like, there were there were like so many ways to handle that that weren't committing a quadruple murder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, but I it's feel awful. like he's being treated with kid gloves. And I'm disgusted about it. I think we'll see a sentence. I think we will see a plea deal and that we'll see a sentence that is very unsatisfactory. I'm really I'm afraid. pissed off about it. Yeah, I am afraid of that as well. Mm -hmm. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Okay, well, uh, let's uh, move forward. What do we got here? Oh, interesting uh, in the Gabby Petito mm -hmm. uh, civil suit. So, you know, her parents are suing Brian Laundrie's parents and Brian Laundrie's attorney, Bertolino. We know that there was a settlement offer made in that case. We also now know that Gabby Petito's parents said, no thanks, mm -hmm. we're going to court. Yep. Now they have released their witness list. And it is long and it is vast. And I'm not going to read the whole thing to you because it is a ton of people. Uh -huh. but, but it is. The point being, it's a ton of people. It is a ton of people. They clearly, um, they have a lot. And this is scheduled to, civil trial will begin in May of 2024. So it's obviously um, Joseph Petito and Nicole Schmidt, which are the parents, plus the laundries, their attorney, a whole bunch of other attorneys. Uh, the coroner from Teton County, uh, Wyoming, which is where Gabby's body was found. Lots and lots and lots of attorneys and FBI agents and investigators. Like, they are not messing around at yeah. all. 
which I think is fantastic. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm happy to see this because what the laundries did is absolutely repugnant. Yeah. And no one should ever think that it is okay to cover for their son in this situation and to withhold information about someone who's been murdered from their own family like this. It's, it's horrific. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we don't know a lot other than um, they said no to that money. Yep. And they are taking them to court. And I'm glad. I, I want them to have to testify yep. on the stand. Because mm -hmm. it's never been about the money. It's just been about yeah. accountability always. It's about accountability. And it, I, I think that the whole country needs to see the accountability of this. You can't do this. Mm -hmm. You cannot do this. Yep. So I think that's good news. Uh, speaking of some kind of good news, Katie, uh, there is an update in the Alec Murdoch case. A few. Yeah. Well, several, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, uh, he is pleading guilty to all of the financial crimes. It totals 27 years in prison. <laughs> I feel like that's not enough. But not here we are. So basically, they have worked out a plea deal. The judge has accepted it. On Monday, the official... Uh, acceptance and sentencing will be happening and there is an opportunity at that point for some of the victims to actually be heard to have a victim's impact statement so that's what we're watching Can you imagine for if for. all of the victims spoke you know they won't or they won't be able to allow them but it, it could take weeks right yeah yikes Murdoch said uh he's fine with taking about accountability for crimes he did commit Oh, but he's God. not okay with taking accountability for crimes he didn't commit, like murder. Oh, mm -hmm. you already he's already been convicted ask. and sentenced for. Come on. But he sat in the courtroom the other day with a cat that just ate the canary kind of look on his face. He was so proud of himself. It was the smirk was gross. I don't know what to say about that. But then today something happened that is beyond bananas and concerning. You guys, there was oh. an arrest. Who was arrested? Jeffrey Colton Hill. Son of who? Becky Hill. The court clerk. You know, the one who they're saying was improprietous with the jury and they're trying to get his whole conviction thrown out. Dear God, her son was arrested. Why? Oh, only because he recorded a phone conversation this is this is bad. This could be way bad. He's the mm -hmm. son. He's Becky's son. He's uh, let me get to the charge. He intercepted and listened to a phone call between two persons on July twentieth, twenty twenty three, while he was employed as the county's information technology director. A search warrant obtained for phone records confirmed the phone conversation was recorded by an IP address belonging to a computer assigned to Jeffrey Hill. Neither victim was aware their conversation was being recorded, nor had given consent to be recorded. We don't know who the victims were. Mm -mm. We don't know yeah. if this is related to the Murdoch case or something else. But it's looking bad. at the way Alex sat in the courtroom with that smirk on his face worries me a lot that it was him. And that uh, this is more ammunition that Becky Hill and family were out to get him. So, again, we don't know, but that's what's happened. He's 
this guy's in jail. Like he's facing some serious charges for what he did. <sighs> and if this is related to his trial, it's just more ammunition that he needs to be have a new trial. Mm -hmm. My God, can you imagine if there has to be a new trial? No. Can we survive another one? Come on. Well, I'll tell Your you Honor. who's not going to have to survive another one. The yeah. judge. The judge. Because he has recused himself. Which sucks because he has been a great judge. Yep. But the man has done his time as well. I mean, oh my God, he has. <sighs> he has been amazing. This, of course, is Judge Newman. So Judge Newman has, uh, he's finishing up the financial crimes piece. But he is not going to continue on with the uh, the rest of it. Now, some people, Ooh. there was a conversation that he may actually just be retiring or getting ready to retire. But uh, also because, you know, the Pooter and Jim are saying that he may be a witness, you know, to Becky's uh, misdeeds that he really can't remain in office or, or on the bench. So in this case, so yes, Judge Newman is standing down. Which I'm sure he's doing what he thinks is the very, very best for this case mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because he is a very stand-up guy and he mm -hmm. has done an excellent job in this case. Well, yep. in all of these cases with mm -hmm. Murdoch and has put up with some serious shit. Yep. And I, you know, I wish him the very best. Yep. Absolutely. He's been fantastic. Now, yeah. fingers crossed that we get another judge that is as good as he was. Yes. But that's yes. yet fingers another... Oh my God. Yep. So this is, you know, Colleton County version of the days of our lives playing out. It really is. It really is. Just when you think maybe this Murdoch shit is going to settle down, it is not. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Well, but well, also, we have another judge that made a decision to not step down. Yes. And that's in Brooks uh, Hawk. Yes. He, the judge in that case, uh, the defense attorneys have requested that he be removed because they say that he has showed bias against Brooks in the past in a custody hearing. Um, <laughs> I, it's kind of funny to me, but um, <laughs> it was in a ruling uh, that had to do with uh, another woman and Brooks Hawk. And in that ruling, this was a 29-page ruling. This was one sentence that was in it. He said, this court is simply astonished that Crystal Maupin would want a relationship with Brooks Hawk, who is the prime suspect in the disappearance and presumed death of his previous girlfriend. Right. Um, we're all simply astonished, Judge. We've been simply astonished a lot of times in a lot of ways. But uh, at any rate, he said... No, I'm not recusing myself. I am not biased. I'm not showing any bias. And I'm not leaving, bitch. So here we go. Yeah. So that's Good what's going on in that one. Good for him. There is a little update in the uh, Piton County Massacre uh, trial that's upcoming. Billy Wagner, um, they had asked to, there was a request for a change of venue to move that trial out of Piton County and to Cincinnati. And guess what the judge said? No, bitch, we're keeping it here. So his trial <laughs> will not be moving. I mean, speaking of another defendant that needs kicked right directly in the nuts, <laughs> we just get this over with already. Um, they will not be moving his trial. So I'm glad to hear it. I yeah. think that 
you know, if they, they've gotten through everything else in Piketon County, they're going to get through this too. <laughs> no, bitch. <laughs> I can, can you imagine the closed door conversation about that? I can. And it's probably got a lot more profanity in it than I even used. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Lindsay. So Billy Wagner is going to be charged right there in, Park- in Piketon County. Or tried. Tried. Good. Socks to suck, Billy. Uh, Lindsay, help me with Doorman. I did see it, but I am... I've got too much in my brain. <laughs> I I recall reading it as well. Don't remember. Uh-huh. Do not remember. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about something that happened today. You probably heard about this, but there was a car that exploded on the Rainbow Bridge that is at the border between um, New York or between the U.S. and Canada at Niagara Falls. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh, has the uh, fake news um, machine fired up for this one. It was immediately by some news outlets being called a terrorist attack Mm -hmm. when there was absolutely no evidence of that, nor even time to know if it was. Right. At this point, it is being considered a terrible accident. Yeah. But there was no indication that it was a terrorist attack attack there were no explosives in the car the car flew through a checkpoint went airborne onto the bridge and exploded and two people in the car died instantly mm-hmm. there's film of it they've looked through the car oh. uh, they now know who the people in the car were that, mm-hmm. that died it was heading from the u.s into canada mm-hmm. there were no explosives in the car no, we don't know if this was intentional on the part of the driver, if this was a medical emergency. There's a lot of stuff we don't know, but what officials are quite sure of is that this was not a terrorist attack. This was, in fact, an incredibly sad and scary accident. Oh, the videos of the car flying through the air? Holy, Holy shit. crap. Yeah. That car caught some major air. And was going it's really fast. Really, really fast. Really, and really there- sad. Yeah, there was an injury uh, as well to the uh, the booth operator, I believe, and yeah. so uh, our, our hearts are definitely with them. They sure didn't deserve to get hurt. My gosh, really a terrifying situation. Oh, that's right, in Doerman. Oh my God, I did see this. That they that they want felons on the jury. Oh, because they think they think because Doerman, remember, is charged with murdering his children mm-hmm. in front of their mother mm-hmm. they think felons are gonna have some softness in their heart for the school i don't know what i i don't even know how to speak to this other than it's completely ridiculous mm-hmm. and yeah. disgusting yeah felons and that somehow have won their cases yeah how yeah, do you win one, your case if you're a felon? That would indicate to me that you've lost your case. That you're right. I know, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. It also implies that people who have been suspected of crimes are more likely to be sympathetic of a man who murdered his children. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do not think so. Yeah, I do not think so. But it is an incredibly bizarre and honestly just sickening request. Mm-hmm. It's really bizarre. It's really gross. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Deanna. Deanna heard our show earlier when I uh, <laughs> when I <laughs> said that Moms for Liberty could have a um, a large satchel full of Richards for Thanksgiving from me. Mm-hmm. 
I find that phrase hilarious. So I'm glad, uh, Deanna, that you also did. And, and it's a way to say something uh, pretty succinct without, you know, getting kicked off YouTube. <laughs> yes, yes. Because, you know, I, what the, what the what? So uh, last um, update, we did talk earlier in the week about Tim Ballard and that there has been a criminal investigation into him started now, as well as another lawsuit filed against him. But some very interesting things have also happened this week. Uh -huh. um, there have been interviews now with several of the victims who were originally anonymous. Uh -huh. And they are absolutely heart-wrenching and triggering to watch. Um, if you search it, you can certainly go and find them. But these are the women who were coerced into and then assaulted and into the couple's ruse as a part of Operation Underground Railroad. Uh -huh. um, you know, the, the things that they alleged that Tim did were absolutely horrific. Also, their allegations that the leadership of Operation Under of Underground Operation Underground Railroad was well aware of the yeah. things that had been that had gone on, and that it just is absolutely horrific the things that have been allowed to go on for so long, the threats made against these women, and why they have not come forward before now, and the blackmail of well we know things about you you wouldn't want anybody to know about anyone else to know about and the 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 major trauma and the ptsd that these women are experiencing and they are now out their names are now out in the public yep and holy cow you guys go watch those videos we're not going to share them on here because it's really traumatic triggering oh. stuff and so i want you all to be able to watch them if you want to watch them yeah um, but have a choice about whether or not, but oh my gosh. Um, well, let's see. Let me give you a few quotes. Um, one of the one of them said, "We just don't want him to hurt anyone. We don't want him to hurt anyone else." Yeah. Um, one of the plaintiffs said, uh, "It was humiliating to share the most mortifying moments of my life publicly, but it had to be done to put a stop to this." To Tim Ballard and OUR, the mm. truth is finally coming to the light, and the evil, the pure evil, can no longer hide. We're going to cover this much more in depth, of course, on a Mormon Misdeeds episode, but I did want you to know about that and know that you can uh, go to the Salt Lake Tribune. You know, you can find the you can find the interviews, you can watch the videos, um, but be prepared. If you, you know, have been a victim of sexual assault, you might want to skip it because it's rough to watch. It is. But it's pretty tough to watch those and listen to those <clears throat> women. And have any question about exactly what was going on with Tim Ballard and Operation Underground Railroad. Mm -hmm. I, I was amazed today to see a big true crimer who goes on TV and, and talks about cases and stuff. Posting yeah. about this in a very dismissive. Rumors are, I mean, it's being said that, but, you know, we just don't know. And, you know, uh, he was yeah. doing I really was important very work. So we just don't. Are you paying any attention at all? What are you, Have you talking followed this? about? Have you read these filings? Have you watched these videos? We won't say this person's name, but I was horrified myself Me as too. well. I mean, you know, you Me talk too. about 
gaslighting victims. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a real. Are, the movie was so good, and the work he's doing is so great, and I just don't know. And a lot of the people commenting were like, "Well, these are just rumors. They're not rumors. They're court. No, these are not just rumors. They're they're." These legal are investigations they're depositions these are right. rumors no and i've and never seen her talk about another case calling rumors calling victims rumors spreading rumors right. i i'm i'm horrified it, the the yeah the gaslighting of victims of sexual assault yeah um, and, and 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 truly sex trafficking because that's pretty clear what's been happening within that organization yeah. was disgusting so yeah. you know be aware that there are plenty of people out there right here in our field that mm-hmm. still don't get it and it yep. makes me really mad yeah also the i want you to be aware of something when i went to the hunger games there was a preview for another movie and i'm not going to tell you the name of it because i can't remember but it is a movie <laughs> that is being, that has been produced and is coming out around Christmas time by Angel Studios. Angel Studios is who produced The Sound of Freedom. Mm-hmm. So please be very aware that this group of people mm-hmm. that put out that bullshit movie and supported this bullshit person and organization mm-hmm. are still putting out films. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it's up to you what you do. I'm damn sure not going to put one dime into their pockets and go see no. that film. But no. keep that in your mind. Angel Studios. That's who mm-hmm. produced The Sound of Freedom. Uh, it's pretty clear that the folks that produce The Sound of Freedom, they know who Tim Ballard is. Yeah. And they are now rep- producing other films. And they don't deserve to make one dime nope. off from the notoriety that they have gained from that film. So mm-hmm. keep your eye out for that. Yeah. And with that, I think we've done it. I, I really think we have. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it will be back with all of our usual shenanigans next week. Uh, in the meantime, whatever you do with this holiday weekend, I hope it's to be good to yourself and to have a lot of fun and laugh and eat some good food and be with people that make you feel good about yourself and your life. And if nothing else, this is a weekend where we can share gratitude. And yeah. for that, we are very, very grateful for all of you and your support of us and the work that we do. You know that we love this work, but we wouldn't be able to do it without you. And your support means everything to us. And so thank you so Absolutely. much for being here with us and have a happy holiday weekend. We are the Absolutely. True Friends Take care. <laughs> 